One of the best ways to begin a healthy road to recovery is by sharing your story. Your story allows other people to understand the situations you're going through and the help you desire to get better. Sharing your story means you're taking control of your life. Revealing personal details about you can be scary as you factor in how other people may react. Will they accept or understand what I'm going through? Our mental health is incredibly important, so in this episode, I'm going to be sharing five tips, five things that help me share my story about mental illness, and maybe they can help you too. Welcome everybody to the 10th episode, the 10th episode of Happy to Fail, this incredible journey where you and me show that it's okay to make mistakes. It is okay to live with mental illness. It's okay to be challenged by life each and every day. What matters is what are we going to be doing afterwards? What do we learn about that event? What do we learn about that experience so we can apply it to everyday life? And I love to sit down here with you each and every Monday so we can make each other just a little bit better because we all have the potential to grow each and every day. My name is Juan Velas Court. I am from Puerto Rico and I'm a proud person with lived experience when it comes to mental illness. And I feel like as time has gone by, I've told my story very differently because when you think about what Juan was like five years ago, maybe I hadn't achieved certain things. Maybe I didn't contemplate, who am I talking to? What do I want to get out of this person? What is my type of relationship? If it's a coworker, if it's a friend, if it's my mother, if it's my wife, which chapter of my life do I share in order for that person to be able to comprehend the ways that I need them to support me? This podcast is a personal journal into my life, and I hope that through me sharing my story, you're motivated or you can help motivate your loved one to seek help, to seek support because so many things happen in our communities. You look at YouTube, Attica, a YouTuber, a young person that many people thought he had it all. He ended his life because he felt alone at the end of the day. So let's use this as an example that we can never do enough for suicide prevention. So if you're going through something, please do not hesitate to contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Please, more things keep happening in our community because we have so many problems, so many emotional barriers. We can make a change. Make that call. And if you're from Puerto Rico and you want your support in Espanol, gente, Comuníquense con la línea Paz de Amska at 1-800-981-0023. They, just like the other one, simply want to help you. So if you've had a chance to listen to previous episodes, in addition to this podcast, a large portion of my life is dedicated to sharing my story or specific parts of it because of my job. I'm a public speaker. I like to think I'm a motivational speaker because I hope that people get something out of that, right? Where I'm talking about these lived experience, terrible things from the past, but I'm no longer that person, right? But I want to quickly share a terrible anecdote, but I married this person. So even though this is the opposite of a, of a strategy, this is the opposite of what I'm about to reveal later, I'm never going to shy away from revealing the awkward moments of my life. So I met my wife about a decade ago, and it is incredible how everything is tied together because her and me, we both want tickets to see the second Transformers movie, and this is how small the world is. The location that I'm recording this podcast episode, the owner of this place is the owner of the very same company that sponsored 
those uh, free tickets for the second Transformers movie. So even when I rented this location, the first thing that I told the owner is, I don't know if you realize it, but I'm married because of you. And you can imagine the reaction that he had, but just a little quick anecdote. But even though we both went to that premiere, neither of us had a chance to really talk to one another. But we did find this thing called Twitter, which the next podcast episode is going to be all about social media. So keep an eye out for that one. But there weren't a lot of people using Twitter in Puerto Rico. So uh, we both just started having casual conversations and we realized that we had a lot of interests in regards to movies, video games, life as a whole. And she was one of the first people in Puerto Rico that I developed a relationship with past Good morning, how are you? And even something as simple as writing a tweet, 140 characters, never forget the origins of Twitter. It was very anxiety driven for me, but something happened one day. Nicole sent out a tweet saying that she wanted to play a particular video game, which I also happened to have, and we could play it online together. So I'm desperately going around the room trying to find the video game. Long story short, I get the game, and then she asks me, hey, do you want to talk on Skype? And that was a big deal for me because it was one thing to write, but it was another thing to be able to talk because I feel like that would expose a lot of my weaknesses. Even though at that point, I was already going through multiple changes, I had dropped a couple of pounds. Rest assured, I was as socially awkward as you can probably think I was. So we go on Skype, and for whatever reason, this must have been around 10, 11 p.m. at night on a Saturday or a Sunday, it was around summertime, I just revealed everything about my story with her because I guess it was my my comfort zone for me to talk about my lived experience. And looking back, I must have really overwhelmed her. And I even asked her a couple of years later, and she was like, yeah, that was that was a lot to take in, but I appreciated that. But that was a situation where I risked far too much. I, I overwhelmed this person, and thankfully that person was willing to listen but you can't apply that to every single situation. But hey, once again, going to be married five years this December. So sometimes good mistakes lead to positive results. So with that being said, let's begin to share the tips that I use to begin to share my story. And at number one, ask yourself, what do you hope to get out of sharing your story? And we sometimes as human beings love to talk and talk and talk and talk. But then two hours later, you think to yourself, so what did, I, what did I hope to get out of that? And we don't really analyze that, but say you're speaking to your parent. Say it's your mother or father that's very resistant about mental illness, then okay, what you hope to get out of this is understanding. To have that person comprehend that when you say you want to go to a psychologist, it's not that you're a crazy person. It's that you have something legitimately going through your head. So before you talk to that person, Maybe you do a little bit of research. Hey, perhaps I have bipolar disorder. Perhaps I suffer from schizophrenia. Whatever it is, I'm not saying that you're a clinical professional that can self-diagnose, but having a little bit of information in the background can let that person know that you're serious about the topic. And when you begin to engage, the tone in which you, you interact with changes. I'm not going to be serious with my father or mother as I'm going to be with maybe a friend. Say the, the context is a college campus, and then maybe I'm going through, through some anxiety. And this actually happened for me. I could tell a couple of people were looking at me a little bit weird, but these are friends that were part of my comfort zone that, that knew there, there was something going on. So I just sat down with them, but it was a much more casual conversation about 
This is what obsessive compulsive disorder is. Sometimes I have to correct people because we've unfortunately begun to normalize mental illness. And you'll hear people say, I'm bipolar, I'm OCD about things. So I'll talk to my friends about how harmful that is for me as somebody that goes through that each and every day. But then once again, I ask myself, what do I hope to get out of this conversation? Because that lets you know if that person is either a positive influence in your life or if maybe that's a person that you want to just get the check, you want to leave and then maybe replace that with somebody that can truly comprehend your situation. So if all you want is understanding, let them know that. Don't assume that just by sharing these things that we're all good to go, right? Just let them know, hey, I'm sharing this because I know that you're going to see a couple of things about me that sometimes I'm going to be fine. Sometimes I'm going to be a little bit weird. And it just gives you a better understanding. And who knows, maybe they begin to share some of their personal details with you and you develop this, this incredible bond because maybe you don't have the same situation, but you're both going through something and all of a sudden you help them and they in turn help you. Tip number two, contemplate how people may react to your story and be prepared to answer. I may have the best of intentions of me going out there and saying something, but maybe I don't know how you're going to react. A lot of times, we as human beings, we're going to be surprised by how the other person reacts and they can say, oh yeah, that I, I suspected something, thank you, I can now help you out. Or they could completely flip this and go, I knew it, I knew there was something wrong with you. See, it's like people, I, I, I told you, I told you Juan's crazy and you got to be prepared for that because what if you're thinking scenario A is going to happen and then when B happens and you see that instead of acceptance, you're getting rejected, you get kicked in the face emotionally and physically because you weren't ready for that. So having said that, something I do is come up with a couple of questions. Something as simple as, what are the questions that could come up after I talk about this specific thing? If I talk about suffering from depression, then maybe they'll ask me, oh, is that the same as being sad? And then I know that I got to be prepared to answer that. Maybe they can ask me, and this happens a lot, how long have you been suffering with this or from this, right? And then I got to have a clear idea because maybe they're thinking, oh, wow, so this happened two years ago. I met Juan three years ago, so something happened at that moment. And then you can tell when, when they ask something as serious as how long have you been suffering from this, they care. They care and they want to know a lot more because they definitely want to help you. Another question can be, how come you didn't tell me before? And then you can let them know, hey, I've, I've been afraid. This is what I've done. I've been afraid of rejection. I've been afraid of losing uh, this relationship that we've been having. And admittedly speaking, I've had both things happen to me. I've had more positive results than negative, but I have had people in my life that when I, when I open up my book and they begin to see into it, they're like, no, I'm good. I, I can't put up with this. I have enough problems in my life. And honestly, I don't take it personally. I would love to, to be able to still talk to those people, but I have no control over others. I have control over myself. This is a key question because they could just straight up ask you, how can I help? And that right there, if part one is you seek understanding of the situation, then part two should be, okay, I have shared this, this thing about me. So in turn, I just want you to know that if I'm reacting this certain way, 
this is how I would prefer you behave. If I'm crying uncontrollably, don't hug me, but just sit by my side. Don't tell me anything. Don't tell me to stop crying. Tip number three, bring up key examples of how mental illness can or has affected you. And bring up something that is easily digestible because remember that you can't assume that everybody goes to a counselor, that everybody goes to a psychologist or goes online and learns about these things. If you listen to previous episodes, you'll know that I often associate my mental illness with everyday situations. That's why for every time I talk about depression, I bring up diabetes, I bring up hypertension, just something that a traditional human being, let's call it, right? Listen to that and go, oh, okay, I I can see how that relates, right? Just something that is quick, simple, and it can hit that switch in that person's train of thought and just go, okay, gotcha, now what? Tip number four, bring up a future goal that you would like to accomplish. And this is essential because remember, we are working to change culture. And unfortunately, and this has happened to me a lot, when you bring up mental illness, people assume that you're heavily depressed because I suffer, I deal with depression, right? I live with it, but I work, I have a family. But the person that is hearing this for the first time may indirectly or unconsciously have a worst case scenario train of thought in their head and just go, oh, Juan is telling me this because... He wants to end his life. One is telling me this because he's about to go through a divorce. No, I'm I'm just telling you this because I have a goal to to obtain a master's degree. I have a goal to have a self-sustaining job. And I see you as part of that road to recovery and road to self-fulfillment. And just by sharing something as simple as that, once again, you, you hit that switch in people because the switch was on the emergency, emergency crisis hotline but then it switches to, oh, they, they just want me to become part of their team. I'm actually going to be helping him, not necessarily with mental illness, but I'm going to be helping him with his wellness, mental health, being proactive and things like that. And tip number five, or perhaps the most important one of all, and I can summarize this in three words, own your story. Repeat after me. Let's do this together. Own your story. This is about you. This is about what you're going through. So own it. Be passionate about every single word that you're saying because I can talk about my life and say, well, I have a goal that in a couple of years I want to have a job and I want to have a family. Or I can say, you know what? I have a couple of goals because despite my mental illness, despite my depression, I want to have a job. I want to have that life. I want to be able to travel to Japan and travel to Europe. And I'm not saying that we always have that motivation, that we always have that energy to to share the story like that, but work towards it. Always work towards owning your story from your posture to where you decide to share it, to how you say it, to how you end it, to how you begin it. Imagine that this is a movie that has three phases. It's got the beginning part, right, where you want to lay down the the initial parts of it where maybe you began to suffer from mental illness so you're going to dedicate if it's 20 minutes maybe dedicate five minutes to the origin story but then you have the middle part this is where the conflicts come in this is where the source of motivation comes in because you're beginning to overcome the mental illness so think to yourself what am i going to say then at that that at that middle part this is going to be 
10 minutes. It's going to be the meat and potatoes. It's going to be the primary thing that when we go to the climax, the conclusion, this is where in the action movie, you see the fireworks, the cars are flipping. Oh my goodness, what is happening? Bruce Willis, don't walk barefoot through the glass. This is when that comes up. How are you going to own that story? And you do that because you share the beginning, you share the, the triumphs that you hope to achieve, but then at the end, you say that you're walking towards that. You're making strides to head towards that goal because people see that you're not only dreaming it, you're achieving it. You're working towards owning your life and owning your goals. So those have been the five things that have helped me share my story, and I always think about this. It's going to change depending on the scenario. Sometimes I talk to mental health professionals and workshops, so I changed that to a more clinically focused approach, right? Because they want to know exactly what's going on in the head. But if I talk to a family member, maybe instead of talking about diagnosis, I talk about my feelings of abandonment and bullying, right? So I'll rarely talk about obsessive compulsive disorder there or depression. I'll talk about, hey, whatever I'm suffering from, people are moving away from me and that makes me feel bad because the caregiver, the parent, you know, the uncle, I want them to just be there for me. Even if they don't understand or comprehend the mental illness, I just want their companionship and above everything, the understanding. But these are the five that have helped me. So if there's something that has really helped you and you think I should do a follow-up episode sharing any of that, don't be afraid to contact me by going to Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Happy to fail on all of the above. You can also send me an email to Juan at happytofail.com. And remember that, as I mentioned at the very beginning of the podcast episode, the next episode, episode 11, time is going by way too fast. We're going to be talking about social media and dividing the one topic into two segments. Segment number one, how social media has benefited me. I just talked about the fact that I met my wife through social media. So that is a very positive thing but in a very toxic time where people are fighting amongst each other, we're in the very middle of it. And it can be very bad for our mental health, for our emotional well-being if we don't really navigate through all of that. So if you like this podcast, consider leaving a five-star review on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Facebook. You can actually go to the Facebook page and leave a review there. That will greatly help. So up until next time, thank you for listening. Take care and remember, own your story.